Not you. Not you. <laughs> Lay down, rascal. Go on. Well, I've been dealing with health issues, it seems like, all my life. Um, some major ones started maybe about 15 years ago um, with the uh, fibromyalgia turning into um, more of a lupus type of thing with um, the alopecia losing my hair and then um, the major uh, hernia operation that um, nearly took my life with uh, tying me up with a wound back for nearly half a year, a little more than half a year, um, with the two other um, emergency operations after that, and uh, just gaining my strength after that, and um, just being uh, patient with um, all of the things that goes along with that, but lupus is a, um, it's a interesting, <laughs> to put it mildly, um, condition because it it just takes in a lot of different um, illnesses that um, you can just one day be feeling great and the next day you can be attacked by stomach pains or allergies or muscle aches and pains and um, I think it's hard for a lot of people to understand that, um, you know, how can you feel good one day and then the next day you're just you know, feeling really, really bad, but um, I just, I just have been blessed. Um, God brought me through the time with the hernia operation, and I did not die. It was, um, I was blessed to have people taking, great people taking care of me, having Rusty there by my side. He took care of me and uh, my family, and. Um, um, I don't know, it's just a church family was there taking care of me as well. And um, I just, all my life, I have had been surrounded by um, people that have taken care of me, and um, the Lord has been there. And at times you don't recognize it, but when you sit back and you think about it, and you, ju you just know, you know that He is there. And, um, now I've got two great big, great friends, Marilyn and, and Kathy, and, and they're by my side all the time and constantly, constantly pushing me and pulling me and <laughs> reminding me. And um, things have been difficult for me here for the last year or so after Rusty died. And um, they're, they're reminding me that God is still there for me, and and um, so I know He's still there for me, and um, things are getting better. I had a period of depression there that I didn't, I didn't recognize, and I didn't really realize that I was as depressed as I was this last summer. And um, when I finally did, I, I was sleeping a lot. I was sleeping like 12 to 14 hours a day and just not doing much. And I just, one day I was just laying in bed and I was talking to God and I, I thought, God, I've got to get out of this. I just, I got to get back into things. I, 
I've always um, had a mindset with the lupus and the not feeling good. A, a lot of um, overcoming things is just having a mindset of deciding that you're going to get up and do things, you're going to feel good, and you just rely on God to push you and pull you and get you there. And you do it and you get through it. So I laid there and I said, God, I'm going to do this. So my favorite Bible verse is, be still and know that I am God. I thought, I am going to make myself a program and I'm going to do this. <laughs> be still and know that I am God. So I laid there and planned this little program for myself and I got a journal. And um, so, for we walk by faith, not by sight. And every day I was going to uh, get up and go outside and look at all the beauty of the Lord and talk to God and um, see, you know, see what he has for me and talk to him, ask him what he has in mind for me. And every day he did not necessarily tell me what he had in mind for me, but, you know, I knew it was coming. And so, and then in my journal I was writing what, what I did and the, the first day I wrote, I walked outside to join God's creation. After I got up, I had a doctor's appointment and I was able to do a few chores. And when I got home, I rested a while and then I was able to clean. And this was at a point when I was not, this was in July when I wasn't able to do much. And so I was thankful for that. And so, um, so I was gung-ho to do this every day. And so I did it for two or three days in a row. And, and so, oops, okay. And I'm a night, I'm normally a night person, but I had been waking in the morning. Well, the one day I did not get up, I didn't, um, wake up like I thought I was going to do. Well, whammo, God wakes me up. <laughs> I go, what's going on here? I wake up, I get up, and I thought, okay. I get up and I go out in the kitchen and I'm doing dishes. I thought, Why am I up? And, oh, I forgot to go outside and thank God for all the good things he's done for me. And, and I said, so I started talking to him. I said, well, God, thank you for waking me up. And thank you for giving me the energy to do my dishes. And so I was thinking about my little program that I had made for myself. And I thought, God, I feel like I failed you. But when I look at the whole thing, I really don't think I failed him because it got me jump-started to get on the program. And here I am. I've started doing things and um, started doing my crafts and making my journals and my books again. And um, even though I've gotten a little back start here with the fall and the migraines again, but I feel that I'm God's working in my life again. And the grief was. Losing Rusty is, is toning down, and I'm doing well with that. Can I ask, what would you, what would you tell somebody who 
just lost their spouse or someone they love very much, what encouragement would you give them? That's hard. That is hard. I don't know what to say. I was so blessed to have a man like him in my life and the influence that he had with everybody that knew him and you know and I get positive feedback from everybody that you know talks about him and everything and um, I just have to just rely on that that I had a good man in my life for as many years as I did and I was just thinking about that the other day because it just for a while just seemed so raw and then since my be still and know that I am God journey is what I'm calling it it just it seems like God has used that to ease that burden as well so I, I feel like I'm on I am on a better journey right now even though the health issues are going to they're going to continue probably for the rest of my life and that's okay if I'm thinking too that if I did not have these issues with with losing my hair I would not do the testimonies that I do I would not have my little card ministry because I would not people would not talk to me I I get people talking to me no matter where I go and um, so it opens the door for me and it's opened the door for me for a long time <laughs> yes and I'm thankful for that I have met so many I've, I've made some new friends um, that I'm corresponding with and um, it's just awesome adding that to um, to everything else that just shows how God has blessed me. Is there anything you would say to the people of Troyview to encourage them in their difficulties? Anything else you wanted to share? Just keep praying. And go on a journey with God. Be still and know Him. Yes. Okay. Thank you, Cheryl. You're welcome. <laughs> Bye. Like this. <laughs> How does she know? My sister's amazed that I can <laughs> that I can do what I do because I know where things are. It's a skillet, or it's a pan, and then you. And this is a spatula. <laughs> and then I sat this on it. It's a wagon? Well, it had mm. it had wheels, but they kept coming off, so mm. I took them off. I made one for Tori for a wedding Aww. shower. I guess he was bored by our conversation, I don't know.
Thank you, Cheryl Kay, for sharing your life with us. Well, if you haven't thought much about sickness or death, maybe you're young and young people don't tend to think about those things as much. But if you've been around in the past year and a half, 2020, 2021, you can't even get away from it. It's everywhere. The world is constantly barraging us with all these facts and news about you know, infections and virus spreading charts and uh, how many are testing positive, plus all, uh, all the major news channels. You have the death counter going up every day, which is so encouraging to see just on every channel, the death counter. I have turned the news off a lot, but there is a lot of talk the past year and a half about sickness and suffering and death and viruses. A lot of people debating and sharing their opinions. We've talked about that a few weeks ago with anger and how we have a lot of the world has been clashing with opinions and debates and talks about the efficacy of masks and vaccines and viruses and freedom and safety. It's been really hard to escape. But sickness and disease, it ain't nothing new. <laughs> it's been around a long, 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 long time, more than just the past year and a half. In fact, scientific research lately, uh, I read this study this week from 2013 from Duke University. They said that their findings are that the coronavirus, or in some form, has been around for hundreds of years. In fact, likely thousands and thousands of years. Um, we call that sin. <laughs> we call that a fallen world ever since Adam and Eve sinned and brought death and suffering and sickness into the world, there has been disease and death and there will continue to do so until the day that Jesus ultimately comes back. There will be no fully eradicating of most diseases, including very likely COVID or coronavirus, even though some countries and some states are trying desperately to have no cases. I just don't know if that's going to happen until Jesus comes back. So, what hope can we possibly have in a sin-sick world filled with death and disease and, and sickness and suffering and pain at every turn? I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> the answer, uh, well, one main thing, if you have your bulletins this morning, I want to share with you this thought, is that our spiritual health impacts our forever. So, I do want to give you some hope. And the big hope this morning is that we have Jesus who overcomes all sickness and all death and all disease and our spiritual health. I need you to know that we need to focus not just on our physical health, but on our spiritual health because that doesn't just impact our life today, but it impacts our eternity forever. Turn with me to Mark chapter 2. If you want to turn your Bibles or Bible apps to Mark chapter 2. Uh, we were studying this chapter in Life Group this week and Francis Chan, he, if you've heard of him, he shared some thoughts with us that I really appreciate as I was thinking about sickness this week. And I want to share some things with you from Mark chapter 2, starting at verse 1. Mark chapter 2, verse 1. When Jesus returned to Capernaum several days later, the news spread quickly that he was back home. Soon the house where he was staying was so packed with visitors that there was no more room, even outside the door. When he was preaching God's word to them, four men arrived carrying a paralyzed man on a mat. 
They couldn't bring him to Jesus because of the crowd, so they dug a hole through the roof above his head. Then they lowered the man on his mat right down in front of Jesus. This is one of those famous Jesus stories you see in a lot of movies. Seeing their faith, verse 5, Jesus said to the paralyzed man, My child, your legs are healed? No. What does he say first? Your sins are forgiven. You think the first would be his legs as he's coming through the roof. Verse 6, But some of the teachers of religious law who were sitting there thought to themselves, What is he saying? This is blasphemy. Only God can forgive sins. Jesus knew immediately what they were thinking. So he asked them, Why do you question this in your hearts? Is it easier to say to the paralyzed man, Your sins are forgiven? Or stand up, pick up your mat, and walk? So I will prove to you that the Son of Man has the authority on earth to forgive sins. God gave him that power and that authority to be his representative. Then Jesus turned to the paralyzed man and said, Stand up, pick up your mat, and go home. And the man jumped up, grabbed his mat, and walked out. What's that song? He went walking and leaping and praising God. Yep. Through the stunned onlookers. They were all amazed and praised God, exclaiming, We've never seen anything like this before. That's Jesus. We've never seen anything like this before. Never seen anyone represent God so well and have his power and his authority. But what I want you to get from that passage is that, do you think Jesus cared about this person? Obviously he did. He had compassion on everyone. Did Jesus care about his physical legs being not working? Yeah? Yeah? What did Jesus care about most? His spiritual health. His spiritual health. Jesus cared more about his sins being forgiven. That was the first step. And then being healed physically was step two. Jesus knew that this man's spiritual attitude, his repentant attitude, his relationship with God mattered more in eternity than his temporary crippled legs. That's important if you've ever been paralyzed. I'm sure that would be like a big deal to be able to walk. But that's only this lifetime. Even more important than our physical health is our spiritual health because that lasts forever. Our sin sickness determines our eternity with God and Jesus in their kingdom or being thrown into the lake of fire and spending uh, the rest of our life being, no, being annihilated and then being separated from God forever. That is... Um, more important than 20, 30, 60, 80, 90 years on this earth. Eternity with God and Jesus is that much more important. Now, if you've ever had physical health issues, <laughs> and I think all of us have, one way or another, you've experienced this, you've experienced the pain, you've experienced the suffering. It's really, really, really hard, isn't it? Sickness and suffering and death is really hard and... You know, we wear sometimes these things. We want to do what we can to prevent sickness and disease. And the doctor gives us things to help us with our ailments. This is actually, I didn't borrow this. This is mine from a while ago. I didn't use them all. But it was one of the things that happened to me, just like a lot of the things that happened to you. And we 
we thank God for doctors. I praise God for 21st century technology and science and nurses and everybody helping heal our bodies. That's really, really important. But there are some things that a pill just won't cure. At least not yet. There are some things that doctors can't fix. And there are some things that science just does not have the um, creating, life-sustaining power of God to combat. And so we want to do whatever we can to heal our physical ailments because they hurt. You know they hurt. And we go to the doctor and we pray. But that it doesn't always work. And we're not always healed. And sometimes like Cheryl Kaufenbarger was sharing, you know, you'll probably spend the rest of your life dealing with various sickments and ailments like we all have. That's part of the human condition. And a, a large part of old age or the, the last half of our life is, you know, the body sort of breaking down. And it's, it's awful and sad. And I know a lot of you have experienced that. But more than our physical ailments, more than our temporary sickness, we've got to not neglect our spiritual health, our eternal well-being that comes from a renewed heart from God and Jesus, repenting of our sin, being forgiven, and having that eternal quality of life with them. Not just our temporary ailments today. So deal with your temporary sickness. That's that's a given. You want to go to the doctor, get that checked out, pray for God to heal you. I sprained my thumb last week trying to take a bucket of water and throw it on somebody in my front yard. I was horsing around. It just or the body, human body is so frail and we just get broken so easily. So, you know, do what you need to do to help your body right now, but don't neglect your soul, your your spirit, that forever quality of life because you can be in perfect health but if you don't have Jesus, you're missing out on eternity and forever. And that the sin sickness is the biggest ailment that has ever ailed or struck the human race. And when other people around you are suffering, as you know many people, many people on our prayer list, yes, absolutely encourage them. Yes, support them. Yes, call them. Yes, pray for them. Yes, bring them meals. Yes, show them love and support, and everything else. But don't just focus on their temporary healing. Encourage them in their spirit, especially if they don't know Jesus. Help them find, help them know and grow in Jesus to have that eternal healing from the great physician, that eternal healing of our sin-sick hearts. Like Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians, he says, This is why we never give up. Though our bodies are dying, our spirits are being renewed every day. For our present troubles are small. I know they don't always feel small, but in this game of eternity, they are small. And they won't last very long. Yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. Paul writes, So don't look at the troubles we can see now. Rather, we fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen. For the things we see now will soon be gone. But the things we cannot see will last forever. So do you have an eternal health perspective? Are you focused on eternity, on forever, on God's kingdom, and not just on today? 
Not just on today. Do you see, do, do you understand, do you realize that God, Jesus, Paul, and other people in the scriptures are pointing us to something much greater, much grander than just feeling good right now, eternal healing. And will you seek after that eternal healing as well as your temporary healing right now? I want to show you this picture. This is a, my freckled hand <laughs> holding my dad's hand in the hospital two days before he died. Many of you have had very similar experiences in your life. Holding your loved one's hand. Caring for them in their final days. And it is one of the, maybe the hardest thing that we go through as humans in this lifetime. But I praise God every day that this life is not the end. That I will see my dad again one day and get to hug him and talk with him and you will see all your loved ones who also trusted in Jesus again. And that for the Christian, death is not final. The grave couldn't hold Jesus, and by the power of Jesus, it can't hold us. And there is a world coming, a renewed earth coming, that will be greater than we can even hope or imagine, where death will be no more, and sickness will be no more. And suffering will be no more. Don't you long for that day? Doesn't your heart cry for that day? Because we were made like that. We were made originally, like we talked about last year in Genesis, without sin. We were made for eternity, but the sin got in the way. So God is going to restore that longing for eternity in our lives for good one day. Death is not the end. If you want to write this down, last thought I want to share with you is why is death not the end? Because in Jesus, we become victors over the grave. We've been talking for 14 weeks. If you've been here off and on or the whole time, you can catch those episodes on our podcast, Shameless Promotion Plug, uh, if you missed them, overcoming all kinds of things in our life, especially the past year and a half and the difficulties that we've been facing. But this is the ultimate. This is seemingly final for many people. Death. Sickness and death. But with Jesus, this life, like I just said, is not the end. The grave cannot hold us. We are victors because of Jesus. Now, I want to share with you um, through some scriptures. I'm going, to let, I'm going to shut up for a bit and let the scriptures do the talking. Everybody's, amen, yay, Dan. Okay. Shut up. I get that a lot. No. Um, you can turn with me or it's also in your notes. But I want to just read a few passages before we close today. This is 1 Corinthians chapter uh, 15. One of the greatest chapters on what happens when we die. Resurrection and hope of eternal life that you'll ever find. This is 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 20. 
But in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead. He is the first of a great harvest of all who have died. So you see, just as death came into the world through a man, Adam, now the resurrection from the dead has begun through another man, Jesus. Just as everyone died because we all belong to Adam, everyone who belongs to Christ will be given new life. Skip down to verse 42. You can read this whole chapter uh, this week. I encourage you to do so. 42. It is the same way with the resurrection of the dead. Our earthly bodies are planted in the ground when we die. But they will be raised to live forever. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. This is our hope. Verse 43. Our bodies are buried in brokenness. But they will be raised in glory. They are buried in weakness. But they will be raised in strength. They are buried as natural human bodies. But they will be raised as spiritual bodies. For just as there are natural bodies, there are also spiritual bodies. Verse 51. But let me reveal to you a wonderful secret. We will not all die, but we will all be transformed. It will happen in a moment, in the blink of an eye, when the last trumpet is blown. For when the trumpet sounds, those who have died will be raised to live forever. And we who are living will also be transformed, for our dying bodies must be transformed into bodies that will never die. Our mortal bodies must be transformed into immortal bodies. Then, when our dying bodies have been transformed into bodies that will never die, this scripture will be fulfilled. Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? For sin is the sting that results in death, and the law gives sin its power. But thank God. Can we just say that together? One, two, three. Thank God. He gives us victory over sin and death through our Lord Jesus Christ. We've been talking a lot about going from victim to victor. He gives us victory over sin and death through our Lord Jesus. Jesus Christ. And I want to share with you 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. And now, dear brothers and sisters, we want you to know what will happen to the believers who have died. So you will not grieve like people who have no hope. Don't be a person who has no hope. Verse 14. For since we believe that Jesus died and was raised to life again, we also believe that when Jesus returns, God will bring back with him the believers who have died. We tell you this directly from the Lord. We who are still living when the Lord returns will not meet him ahead of those who have died. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a commanding shout, with the voice of the archangel, with a trumpet call of God. First, the Christians who have died will rise from their graves. All your loved ones who trusted in Jesus, who have gone before you, will rise from their graves. What a day that will be. Then together with them, we who are still alive and remain on the earth will be caught up in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. So we will be with the Lord forever. So encourage each other with these words. Those are some of the most encouraging words. So we're raised, we're alive, we're resurrected, we're transformed forever. What's this place going to be like? Revelation 21. Then I saw a new heavens and a new earth. For the old heaven and the old earth had disappeared, and the sea was also gone. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, like a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. I heard a shout from the throne saying, Look, God's home is now among his people. Again, just like it was in the beginning with Adam and Eve. Among his people. He will live with them, and they will be his people. God himself will be with them. He will wipe every tear 
from their eyes. And there will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain. All these things are gone forever. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. And the one sitting on the throne said, Look, I am making everything new. And then he said to me, Write this down for what I tell you is trustworthy and true. And he said, It is finished. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To all who are thirsty, I will give freely from the springs of water of life. All who are victorious, I don't know if you've heard this word in the past few months at all, victorious will inherit all these blessings. And I will be their God and they will be my children. This is what's next, folks. This is what's coming. This is our hope. Our eternal hope as believers beyond the sickness and sorrow and suffering of this world. Last one. How can we be a part of this? John chapter 11 says these words, verse 25. Jesus told her, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone... How many people? Some people? If you're the right nationality or race or color or gender or age or educational background? Anyone. Anyone, anyone who believes in me will live even after dying. And Jesus says, everyone who lives in me and believes in me will never ever die. And he says, do you believe this, Martha? That's who he's talking to. I encourage you to insert your name. Do you believe this, Hallie? Do you believe this, Gene? Do you believe this, Cheryl? Do you believe this, Harry? Jason? Do you believe this, Dan? Insert your name there. Do you believe this? Because if you do, if you do believe that Jesus is who He says He is, did what He said He'd do, and trust in Him, and follow Him, then by Jesus' words, you will never die. After resurrection, you will live and never die. And never experience pain or heartache, or sorrow, or cancer, or COVID-19, or COVID-20, or COVID-21, or COVID-22, or whatever it is. That arthritis you feel today, gone. That pain in your knee you feel today, gone. The obesity you feel today, gone. The hearing you've lost, back. The teeth you've lost, back. The leg you've lost, back. Whatever it is. I hope you have that hope. If you haven't surrendered your life to God and Jesus, today is your day. If you're listening to this and you've been on the fence for a while and you say, I just don't know, just give it to God. What do you have to lose? You have everything to gain and nothing to lose with Jesus. Have you surrendered your life to Him? If you do not trust and believe in Jesus, you have no hope. Zero, zippo, zilch, nada. And you're dead? You're dead. It, that's it. Or worse. The lake of fire. But if you trust and believe in Him, 
your, your today is changed, abundant life that starts right now, and goes on forever in His kingdom. You have all the hope in the world. All the hope over sickness and suffering and death. Over everything. There's a lot of things in this world that people trust in. Money, relationships, possessions. A lot of idols that we create in our hearts. And all those things will fail us. The only thing that will remain is God and Jesus and their kingdom. There is no greater Savior than Jesus, the Messiah, and there is no greater decision than to give your life to Him, to surrender all that you are and say, Jesus, I am yours. You're my Lord, you're my Savior, and I want to be a part of your kingdom to come. We're going to sing one last song, and as we do, I hope and pray, and everybody watching this online later, that you have made that decision in your life to follow God and Jesus And if you do, then you can be comforted in that fact that those pains, that sickness that's going on in your body, that's going on in the world today, you will experience a day where it is not existent. There will be no death count on the news. There will be a zero death count on the news for all eternity in God's kingdom. Hopefully they don't have news because that might be depressing in the kingdom. I don't know. It'll all be like kitten rescued from a tree. Like every day, the cat's rescued from the tree. And no deaths today. Great news. That'll be the only news. You can be filled with resurrection power from God and Jesus. If you trust and believe in the Savior who has conquered the grave, He is victorious over the grave, over death. I mean, you're sitting there and we're used to this, right? We Christians, we're like, yay, Jesus, dead, and he's alive, and yay, Easter, and Christmas, and woo, I love him, and he loves you, and that's great. Understand the weight. See Jesus anew. If, if you hadn't heard anything about Jesus before, and you were scared of dying, and I told you that you could be made alive forever because of Jesus, you'd be like, what? This is amazing! And you would be sitting there, Like, I wonder what's for lunch. I smell meatballs. Are we going to get meatballs soon? Is Dan going to be done? Don't let the, the, don't let Jesus become mundane. Don't let the news, the good news uh, of his death, burial, resurrection, and the kingdom of God, don't let it become too normal that you're just like, yeah, Jesus, whatever. You're cool. All right. It changes everything. Jesus changes everything. Do you know him? I hope you do. Let's follow him together and share him with other people so he can change their eternity too. And their sickness and sorrow and suffering, that's the best news you could ever give to anybody in the hospital. Right, Hallie? As you hold their hand as they're dying. Right, Desiree? You see these people sick and suffering all the time. But with Jesus, we have hope beyond the sickness and the death of this world. Cling on to that this week. Cling on to that hope and never let it go. Know that it's real and share it with somebody around you this week. Let's stand together and praise our Savior who conquered the grave.
God, we do thank you and praise you forever and ever and ever for your grace and your forgiveness and your compassion and your love and your mercy shown to us through your Son, Jesus the Messiah. God, you loved us enough to create us, to create the universe, but you didn't stop there. You saw how separated we were from you and you made a plan to bring us back to you through Jesus. We are eternally grateful for your resurrection power and for rising Jesus, raising Jesus from the grave. And we know, help us to be comforted and encouraged this week to know and trust and believe in that this life is not all that you have for us. That the hurt and the pain and the suffering are temporary, even though we feel it so largely, so profoundly. Help us to focus on eternal things, kingdom things, and to be a part of your work in this world. Empower us, God, this week to do what you called us to do and be the church that you called us to be as we leave this building and be your people in the world. Thank you for this time together, the fellowship and encouragement. May you be blessed by our lives and our praise. Just a, a small fraction of the way that you have blessed us by your power and your Son. We thank you forever and ever and ever. And Troy View Church, we thank God most of all for who? Jesus. Jesus. In his name, everybody said, Amen. Amen. Thank mm-hmm. you.